0: got the dummies. Ben and JJ coming at you with wisdom from the Bible and beyond. This is Dummies with Wisdom. So here's my problem with Panera. When you go there, you can order anything off their terrible menu, or you can get, you know, a, a soup and a half sandwich, but what's the, where's the other half of the sandwich? Well, that's this week, because we're talking about part two of last, nice. the, of the last hey. episode. Hey,
1: what an intro. We're back. <laughs>
0: After we edited the last one and, and both listened to it, we both kind of came to the conclusion that while we did like where we went with it, we didn't really fully answer the question that was at hand. And if, if you haven't listened to the episode uh, previous to this one, go ahead and take a listen to that one before this one. Uh, so the topic remains the same. It was about um, how the far left and the far right in society are really uh, impacting the church and how we should respond to that knowing that it's uh, definitely being detrimental to our impact in society and our uh, ability to, to witness and evangelize other people. So the, the last one we kind of went and took it into a uh, people within the church. Uh, we're gonna go this time and talk about uh, the greater society people outside. I mean maybe there' are some that are inside the church, but you know talking about the actual far left, the far right that you're seeing on the news and, and how that's impacting us and our response what our response should be to that. So just as a baseline, when you think when when I say something about the far left or the far right, just give us a quick uh just give us a quick summary of what comes to mind.
1: I mean personally, I think of maybe like Tea Party, NRA, not even almost almost on the right. In my mind, it's not necessarily like organizations. I'm almost thinking like uh like middle of nowhere, uh West Virginia, like well, in the middle of nowhere in general of like the uh um like, the Minutemen guy, guys and, like, the, um, what do you call it, the militias that, like, form. So, like, yeah. almost not necessarily, like, outright organizations, like, funded organizations, but, like, just big movements of people that kind of gather, and I think you, a lot of that, especially, like, a lot of those organizations kind of popped up before the election a little bit, and, like, that's what, like, I would say the left kind of point, like, hinted at as, like, the bad guys almost. Um, and so when I think when I think far right, that's kind of what I think about at least modern day and it's changed a lot over the centuries, but left wing, I mean, I look at a little bit more funded organizations, especially since they've gotten the limelight, maybe even like 20 years ago, I wouldn't be saying it would be funded organizations. I think the right had like the farther right actually had a little bit more of the funding and things like that. And a lot of these other movements that we see today didn't have that type of steam but they were obviously there but right like planned planned parenthood especially the upper echelons of planned parenthood i see as and like when you actually look at the organizational structure and what they get involved in like very much a lot of very 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 left-leaning things i think i'm thinking about maybe antifa uh but i i see some of those orders and there's still a lot of you get pockets of just a lot of far left-leaning movements that pop up right um, that i right. see that aren't necessarily funded but you get you know big groups of them maybe you know entire cities you know aka yeah. california <laughs>
0: <laughs> you'd have to be living under a rock to think that this isn't actually impacting the church i mean the church is a is is a a, a function of society i don't know if that's really the right way to say it but it's mm-hmm. that's fair is, would, that, would that work function i mean, of society?
1: especially given i'd say especially in the west like a function of churches people of society. are known churches. No. Know, yeah. Cause churches like churches are known to have a certain function, no matter what your belief system is right. or what you think of it, like is a place for, I don't know at its maybe worst, you know, spiritual wellness.
0: Right. My whole point was, um, that the church is yeah, like a function of society. It's, it's the members of the church are members of society. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a there's a scene in The Office where uh, Michael Scott is talking about how terrible society is, and uh, Jim looks at him and says, "You keep saying that all the problems are from society, but maybe you're the problem." And Michael's response is perfect, where he says, "Well, if I'm the problem, then society made me that way." Like that's just that's just perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that would I think that kind of would correlate to the church that when when the society's changing and it's changing the people, then by definition, you know that the church is gonna be altered because of the people in it, and you're also having now you're having this. Uh, well, not just now. I mean, it's existed since the beginning of time where you're having this, this oppression or this uh, opposition from especially the the far sides of of. Right. I guess that's that's even an overstatement. It's not even necessarily an opposition from both sides. The left would be very oppositional. The far mm-hmm. right would be more of a, hey, we're with you. But then they push it to the point where they're no longer with us, even though that, even though the principle at hand might be, might correlate to the values of the church, the way they apply it then puts them way beyond the church.
1: So, so you're saying the left, in regards to the church itself, is against it, and then the right is
0: if we're talking about the the far the far form? fringes.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. <clears throat>
0: The far the far left would just outright say that they hate the church. I mean, they hate religion, they hate everything that the church stands for. Mm-hmm. The far right would say, yeah, we love the church, but then they would take all the... Not the feelings, but like the, the practical theology and just completely nuke it out of sure. orbit.
1: I could I can agree with that. I guess my question is, how would you respond as, like, the body of Christ. When we see the le- when we see a lot of whether it's religions or even you know quote unquote Christian churches who are inclusive and accepting and kind of fit the mold of what maybe the left is pushing or what is considered accepted. Um, how do you respond to that? And then on the flip, how do we respond to the right side? almost pivoting us to their advantage if that makes sense like how how do we practically respond to that
0: yeah i think that's a i think that's a great question because we do have to look they are two totally different animals and we have to respond to one in a different way than the other and um i i think with the with the left we need to we need to understand their opposition to most stuff that the church stands for by and large I mean yeah you're going to have some principles that maybe there's an agreement on but when you're talking far left again we're talking the you know the far left of society like like you said like antifa black lives matter planned parenthood that kind of stuff they're very against most principled stuff of the church actually really just m- most principled anything um mm-hmm. and i think i think we need to recognize kind of this uh this dichotomy of of who they are. And I want to be careful with how I say this because I don't want it to be twisted beyond what I mean. But sure. we need we need to look at them as um we need to look at them with love with hey, you know, we want to meet you where you are and bring you to salvation. But at the same time with where they sit, they are a self-proclaimed enemy of the church. And so mm-hmm. we we need to recognize that. And that doesn't mean that we, you know, we're supposed to love mm. our enemies, but in yeah, that we don't make ourselves you know, an enemy. You know, Jesus says, tells us to love our enemies. And in that, there's, a, there's two things in that short little statement. We're to love them, but mm-hmm. they are our enemies. Right. How about this? They're enemies of the organization and the idea of the church. Whether or not they're against each individual person is a separate matter. But they are, by and large, I mean, obviously, against the idea of the church and the ideals that it stands for. We need to view them in that light and mm-hmm. reject the ideal, the reject the ideologies, reject the philosophies, the political uh, policies and everything that they try to push into the church.
1: So then what I would say is maybe the most important thing as believers is being able to discern and yeah. recognize those traits. Cause I don't know if we're necessarily doing a great job of that. And just in general, cause I think, in a lot of ways, just our culture in general, and not not all of this is bad, but we have become very maybe infatuated with the things of our world to the point where it's okay to be involved. It's okay to, I don't know, yeah. have social media. It's okay to uh, have your Netflix. It's okay to watch your sports. But at some point when you become so, when we as a culture and as a culture of believers, when we become so Um, ingrained in that type of mindset that I think it becomes a lot harder to think for ourselves and to not, and like when I say think for ourselves, to be able to actually dissect what's coming in. And I think a lot of what our culture has taught us and the way that we've grown up, it's become very mindless. And I think on both sides, kind of like to what my question was, maybe on the left, there's a lot of stuff that's getting pushed at us And I think that's where we see a lot of maybe churches as a whole and just kind of groups of pockets of believers moving over closer to this more accepting and maybe bending on some of our values that I think we could point to scripturally as core even. Um, And to, to places where we need to take a little bit better stand on those issues. But then even on the right to maybe because we're trying to a lot of believers, maybe trying to balance what the, those are who are kind of drifting away to the left. The ones who are drifting to the right are overcorrecting in the sense that they've got something that can actually pivot on. There's some, maybe some strength to the aspect of the right, but it's the same concept. Like you're, you're allowing what's being told to you to just kind of pass through one ear out the other and the remnants that are caught in the middle are just the things that you can naturally um attest to and maybe sympathize with and it's just easier to kind of get on the bandwagon.
0: See, I I think the church be, because of what I said earlier about that the values with, of the far right will will tend to be more in agreement with the church even though it's practically blown out of proportion. I think as a church we have we've seen the damage that the left can do the that the damage that the left has done and we want to stay far away from that, and obviously we do, that we tend to overdrive theology or overdrive the uh, the right-wing ideologies and everything. Uh, so there was, a, there was a book called Us Versus Us. Uh, my pastor used it in his sermon last week. Um, and in it, they, they quoted a study that says that 83% of LGBT people were raised in the church, which just <laughs> blows my mind. I mean, I'm not even sure how wow. that's— statistically possible i think that really shows just the the damage that both sides have really done to the church and hmm. m- again this is just me interpreting that one statistic so it you know take that with take that as you may but that's that's showing that the far left has been pushing this idea of lgbt stuff is is great and wonderful and be who you want to be and everything and the far right and this is even within the church um and this wouldn't even be necessarily far but the far right then has been pushing this whole you know those people are icky essentially, sure philosophy, yeah where where they don't they're not getting the love that is necessary. I mean, like in this art there was he this guy was on a podcast um and, and then he says that fifty one percent leave by the time they turn eighteen. why they were alone and scared, bad church experiences can push LGBT people out of churches. We can change that with love and kindness and grace, but again, like mm. we that's where the two sides have it completely backwards where the one the the far right is taking these principles and overdriving them to not have any love or any kindness or any grace or mercy or anything and the far left is taking it to hey we have all the love and grace and mercy and kindness and do everything without judgment but there's no Mm -hmm. principles there to i mean it's not that hard to love people and be kind and non-judgmental when you have no principles to judge on
1: i mean that goes back to what our last podcast was talking about too in the part one um, just exactly what you said like whether it's within the church and out or whether it's you know an outward view looking in of um, like these issues and ideas the left seems to kind of really hit on that you know love and acceptance and kind of like where you're talking about with that you know statistic like that's not surprising but then the right you know with that there's a little bit of, okay, there's, I know the truth, here's the truth, which, you know, they might be right on it.
0: You can't handle definitely the not truth. not delivered it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a lot easier for us to respond to the far left because we can respond with just flat out systematic theology and, and yeah. biblical theology and just, you know, the idea of common sense a lot of the times. What hmm. do you think, particularly talking about the far right then, what, what do you think is the Uh, appropriate way to to look and look at and respond to that i
1: mean for one i think the majority of people who sit on that right side of the spectrum have honestly never even interacted with anyone outside of their worldview system some may have and so i think those of those who are probably tend to have a stronger personality and just stick to their guns a little more which is you know that's a great personality trait in and of itself. But I think for the majority, because when you go out and you meet people, whether it's, you know, even across a town, it will change you in some way. Cause it's going to be a different perspective. Right. And as the farther you grow your sphere, as the more you're willing to seek to, even if you know it's completely wrong, but be willing to hear what someone else's opinion is, that does change your perspective and it changes the way that you go about things so when you can
0: change might be a little strong i mean i think you're meaning more of like a it alters or affects. you were talking about how it how it change how it like changes your your thoughts changes the way you think i mean i you're not wrong but i don't think you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're talking well, to someone it, okay. like,
1: i think it well i think it does change the way you think especially if you're not grounded which right, I don't right think people right. on the right who are on the scale aren't grounded so that's true when you when you can add the the again we're talking you know believers so like as someone because i think we're appealing to believers here that people who sit on the far farther right of the spectrum you got to have that solid foundation that must match the willingness to learn from other people to hear to at least hear people out and to have conversations and to grow in that. And I guess in a bigger way, it shouldn't change your viewpoint on things because you have that solid foundation behind you, but it's going to change your tactfulness. It's going to change your approach and it's going to change the way you view that situation. And it kind of yeah. goes back to what we were talking about last time. Um, Cause even on a big picture scale, that's how you're going to pull in those people from the right is you almost need that. I think you need people on that side to be those leaders who are willing to go out and interact with others. Because what I see a lot from the right is that they kind of hunker down and it's just kind of, we're going to gather in our clan here, you know, do our thing and whatever, however that looks, and stick to our guns. And I think that's where we have a lot of, um, there's just a lot of, uh, I guess, division because there's a complete lack of, of a willingness to be unified if you don't agree with anything. Right. And I I think the left picks up on that too.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, I think that principle goes both ways of people like we're just in our own separate camps and the whole two party system doesn't help that because now you've got, you've got a party, the Democrats that are again, like the, the Democrat politicians and the Democrat party are two completely different things nowadays. Um, Mm. Same with the Republicans really like there's half of us don't know what, what we Mm. don't know what we is. (laughs) Um, but I think, I think a, a good illustration of the right is, uh, we're recording this at the end of, uh, let's see, we're, we're recording this on October 28th. And right now the, uh, the Texas abortion law is still going through, everybody's throwing a fit about it. Uh, I don't know where it'll be when this comes out, but that's where we sit right now. And there's a, a gun rights advocate group in, in Texas, which again, I think both you and I would, um. We, we we stand for the Second Amendment, but that's not ultimate by any means. There's this gun advocacy group in Texas that recently um, decided to to protest the Texas abortion law because mm. they said it it basically it could domino effect into um, banning firearms and stuff. And we mm. were talking before this like that's that's completely wrong. Yep. I mean, right. if if you disagree with abortion, then you should be fighting for it. The ends don't justify the means and you right. know even and we and I, you were saying earlier that you know if if somebody walks into your house and shoots you and you die because you didn't have a gun because that was taken away you'd be satisfied if abortion was gone and i think oh, a yeah. lot of us would definitely hold that Now that doesn't mean the second amendment is irrelevant but i think that right. that shows where yeah okay the right yeah we have these principles and i don't there was nothing that's There was nothing that I read that said that that group thinks that abortion's good, but they wouldn't stand against abortion because their higher priority is on the guns.
1: Well, that's what's crazy to me. And even you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, like the Democratic Party and their policy, same with the Republican Party and their policy are very different things. Right. I think that's what blows my mind, especially if you were to break it down even to within the church itself, like what people are willing to do, And what people are willing to kind of work around in order for the, I guess, overall political agenda to work out, you know, and for them to like, it's almost like it becomes an identity. It's like, okay, this is how I picture this um, or this is how I picture my people. This is how I picture me fitting in with these people and this is what we believe. And so I'm willing to sacrifice a couple of personal things that I believe strongly in, for the sake of the let's go party or community or culture that I live in because that's how I fit in. And I feel like even what you just brought up, that's like a perfect example of like, I mean, we're in Texas. They've, or we're not in Texas, but like we're talking about Texas, a state that like has historically been very much against abortion and very much pro guns. Right. But with one of its bigger advocacy groups, For the sake of supporting freedom as it stands because that is inherently something that not only Americans but especially Texans believe in that they're willing to give up or they're willing to give a freedom in one area that they are strongly against so that they can preserve a freedom in another area and I think that is something that we need to be very 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 careful of when Mm -hmm. we are again you have to be on some sort of solid foundation to make these decisions or else you're going to start making decisions like that that are just when you start breaking that down you've compromised a lot more than just the fact that you want to have guns later on in the future
0: i think that's something we need to recognize is that neither the far left nor the far right have any sort of solid foundation Mm -hmm. especially the left but the right's foundation is it's a man-made foundation it's mm-hmm. it's things like guns it's things like the freedom of speech and it's it's these things that are you know are important things are very good things have you know caused flourishing throughout the world because of it but if that's our foundation then there's a problem there we need to we need to see when people don't have that foundation and i mean i i think this really just comes down to no nobody that fits in either of these camps should have any influence within the church at all we mm. shouldn't no, again, we want to love them, and we want to, right? And we want to evangelize to them. We want them. We want them to be saved. We want to bring people out of the depths. I mean, that is the freaking gospel. But I mean, Jesus says in in Luke nine fifty, to he says, "Do not stop him. Uh, for whoever is not against you is for you." So obviously, that the the, uh, the inverse would be true as well. For whoever is against you is not for you, and uh, mm-hmm. these people aren't for us just because they might agree with us on a topic does not mean that they are for us. And we need to, we need to have strong church leadership. That's grounded. We Mm. need to reject all these ideas that are not gospel centered. I mean, when we're talking about within the church, it doesn't really matter what your political ideologies are. I don't really care. Um, Okay, like the the election last year, we had a lot of people in the church that voted for Trump. We had a lot of people that didn't vote for Trump for Mm. a lot of different valid reasons. Yeah, That doesn't really, it matters. But that doesn't matter as far as like the gospel is concerned. And our, our churches need to be grounded in the gospel, grounded on that solid theology. And we can't let anybody coming in from the outside, or maybe not even coming in, maybe just being outside, change anything within the church from these far Ideologies on either side of the spectrum, or even in the dead middle, if they're wrong, but mm. and it's, I think that's where that's where we're at fault right now is we're not. Again, you can let people in the doors without le- letting them into the church, if you know what I mean. We sure. don't like they don't need to teach Sunday school. We don't need to let them be church members. Like we we can be a lot more selective in those things than what we are, and that's mm. one way I think we need to we need to hunker down and make it. We need we need everybody, not even just in church leadership, but who is at all impacting our church ministry mm-hmm. to be solid. And if you're not, then get rid of them.
1: I mean, and going so back from, to from your of, teams or whatever, not yeah. necessarily
0: in general, but get them out of serving, out of leadership, out of whatever.
1: And then even going back to what you talked about a little bit earlier is like, you know, the individual policies that, um, you know, both the left and the right kind of put their flags on. In my opinion, I mean, that goes straight back. I think we've talked about this even in the last few podcasts, even going back beyond the last one we did, but like the idea of identity and like, that's what separates us is that our identity is in something much bigger. Whereas permanent and permanent, whereas, you know, sure. Maybe the majority of evangelical Christians are going to align themselves with the right. But what the problem becomes is you start putting your own flag in Hey, I like why 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 are you, um, so pro gun? You know, speaking to the pro gunner, or maybe I'm going to speak to a leftist believer yeah. and say why why are we putting our flag on a protest? Why are we putting our flag on a Black Lives Matter? If you if that's something you believe in, you've got a good argument for. It, uh, of course, I've got a lot of friends who are part of that sphere that I'm actually kind of in agreement with, like their ability to protest and use their their voice and and we give people way too much
0: credit for understanding nowadays like half the people that Mm. remember the whole black square day thing that was absolutely pointless there was Mm -hmm. a lot of people that posted those black squares that to this day have no idea what the black lives matter movement really is about
1: right and so like if you're going but again like it's pushing for a social justice issue while also skirting around the fact that not only are the people who that we're fighting the social justice cause for, but us ourselves are in serious need of a savior of someone to save us. Like there's a much deeper need than the fact that, uh, you know, our country is imperfect and we want to change that, which great if you, you know, get on that train if you want to, but as believers, I think we way too often put our flags on these political ideals and that starts to become our identity and then that ends up compromising certain aspects of what we honestly in the long run should 100 percent be on board with when we look at scripture
0: right so to sum it up there's problems on both sides um and throughout the whole spectrum but when we're talking about the uh the the far left and the far right we need to be uh very we we need to be welcoming we need to be loving to them understanding that the image of god is in every single person that goes back to genesis 1 there's not a single person that is more or less worthy of of god's love um and mm. therefore ours as well and so we need to be loving to each and every person but that doesn't mean that we put each and every person on a pedestal whether that be in church leadership, whether that be in serving in the church, whether that be uh, even just in our own personal lives, we can't give them the, that platform to, to influence us beyond um, just a level of understanding one side or the other. Again, we, we do want to understand people. We do want to see where they're coming from and see where they're at. But mm-hmm. at the same time, we can't we can't let them do more than just um, help us understand. We don't want them to change us. We don't want them to affect uh, our theology or our stances on anything uh, and so we we as the church need to stand strong against any ideologies that are trying to infiltrate the church right now as we speak. Um, if you don't think that they're that they're already here, that they're already in our churches, uh, each and every church, you're a fool. If you don't if you don't understand that that's already here, this isn't down the road. This isn't something that might happen. It is happening, and it's here now. And so um, again, we need to we need to be like you said, be wiz- We need to be wise. We need to be discerning about all this stuff and. Uh just pray that we get through this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that does it for us today. Thanks for listening and uh happy hallelujah!
1: Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this podcast of Dummies with Wisdom. To give us comments, ask questions, or submit pictures of other dummies you find in the wild. Email us at dummieswithwisdom at outlook.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dummies with wisdom.